Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the darkest death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Ezekiel chapter 11 The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the house of the Lord, which faces east. There, at the entrance of the gateway, were twenty-five men. Among them I saw Jezaniah, son of Azor, and Pelatiah, son of Benaniah, officials of the people. He said to me, Mortal, these are the men who devise iniquity and who give wicked counsel in this city. They say, The time is not near to build houses. The city is the pot, and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them. Prophesy, O mortal. Then the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me, and he said to me, Say, Thus says the Lord, This is what you think, O house of Israel. I know the things that come into your mind. You have killed many in this city, and have filled its streets with the slain. Therefore thus says the Lord God, The slain whom you have placed within it are the meat, and this city is the pot, but you shall not be taken out of it, but you shall be taken out of it. You have feared the sword, and I will bring the sword upon you, says the Lord God. I will take you out of it and give you over to the hands of foreigners and execute judgments upon you. You shall fall by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. This city shall not be your pot, and you shall not be the meat inside it. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, whose statutes you have not followed, and whose ordinances you have not kept, but you have acted according to the ordinances of the nations that are around you. Now while I was prophesying, Pelatiah, son of Benaniah, died. Then I fell down on my face, cried with a loud voice and said, Ah, Lord God, will you make a full end of the remnant of Israel? Then the word of the Lord came to me. Mortal, your kinsfolk, your own kin, your fellow exiles, the whole house of Israel, all of them, are those of whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, They have gone far from the Lord. To us this land is given for possession. Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, Though I remove them far away among the nations, and though I scattered them among the countries, yet I have been a sanctuary to them for a little while, in the countries where they have gone. 
Therefore say, Thus says the, the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. When they come there, they will remove from all its detestable things and all its abominations. I will give them one heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh so that they may follow my statutes and keep my ordinances and obey them. Then they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those whose heart goes after their detestable things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, says the Lord God. Then the cherubim lifted up their wings and the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. And the glory of the Lord ascended from the middle of the city and stopped on the mountain east of the city. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea, to the exiles. Then the vision that I had seen left me, and I told the exiles all the, th- the things that the Lord had shown me. Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. He went back and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the Lamb, each holding a harp and a golden and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slaughtered and by your blood you ransomed for God saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on earth. Dreams are a funny thing. Um, In Ezekiel and again in Revelation, we get these uh, descriptions of these dreams. Revelation is written by John um, while exiled on the island of Petmos. And the uh, vision of Ezekiel occurs also in exile um, in Babylon uh, during the, the, one of the uh, captivities of Israel. And you'd think, and dreams are also hit or miss for veterans, um, dreaming, uh, at least culturally, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to interpose kind of like some really weird assumptions about PTSD, but, um, people think of nightmares and flashbacks, 
um, when they think of PTSD and when they think of veterans. I mean, there's a meme, and it's funny. I laugh at it. There's a meme uh, that uses uh, an overlay of uh, H-1 Huey helicopters, um, uh, you know, kind of like overlaid this, I don't know, sometimes this Tom and Jerry graphic, but anyway, like, the flashback with the helicopter blades whirring has become an absolute trope. And that can be used against veterans. That can be something that veterans don't want. Nobody wants nightmares. Um, and in the Bible, however, dreams have this really potent uh, kind of potential. Um, they're often times when God is speaking to, um, to the person. Ezekiel talks about being brought up to the east gate and seeing all these things and being told what to say. Um, and in Revelation, you see like all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, it's only possible to be described in a dream. Um, and it makes me wonder if if we if we start from the point of scripture and the Bible and thinking about dreams, and I mean, psychologists have written about this. Carl Jung wrote on dreams and like, it's all that. There's all kinds of commentary. But if we assume that what the Bible wants us to see of dreams is most important, um, it may be that those, even those difficult dreams, what we might call nightmares, it might be something that God wants us to revisit. Um, that there's something unresolved there that um, he's calling us back to and that there's, there's something there that God wants us to find. I remember in 2010, uh, I went to Iraq with, uh, as a civilian with a friend of mine who, who was there um, about a year before I was as a civilian. And I remember it was just kind of odd, like, experience, especially the lead up to it, um, like what kind of got me there. And the only way it made sense to me or the way I described it, whether or not it made sense to me or to anybody else, was I felt that I had lost something in Iraq and I wanted to go back and see if, if I gained any new insight into what was lost. I didn't expect to regain anything. Um, and the c- civilians organizing the trip, at least, well, the civilian organizing the trip, um, not my friend, or at least not the friend I referred to. Um, they had this weird idea that I was going to, like, fall down on my knees and confess the first Iraqi I saw. And um, that wasn't what I was looking for. It didn't matter if I said it. It was already in his head. And this guy continued to insist that he was worried that that might happen. Um, I wasn't an actual person engaging in conversation with him. I was just this avatar for whatever dream he had, any some vision he had in his mind of veterans. But it, it was something that I lost and something that I felt an odd pull to rediscover or explore and people didn't seem to get that. I certainly didn't get it, but people really didn't get it, especially civilians. 
And so dreams are not only this internal thing that maybe we don't want, especially when our dreams are haunted, um, but it also is sometimes thing something that others don't want. Um, this dream that I had, this potential that I saw in returning to Iraq, is something that the uh, some of the other people that went with me just did not want um, and didn't understand. Um, but dreams are important. Dreams occur so often in the Bible, um, and they're not always easy. In fact, several of the dreams that we've read from the last several, last week, dream of Isaiah, you know, with the robes filling the temple, Revelation over and over again, like they're not pleasant, but there's something there that God wants to give us, to show us, um, to um, help us along this journey of faith and um, I just pray that we have the courage to to face our dreams and to face our own potential. The Dream, a poem by Siegfried Sassoon. Moonlight and dew-drenched blossom and the scent of summer gardens, these can bring you all Those dreams that in the starlit silence fall, sweet songs are full of odors. While I went last night in dizzling dusk along a lane, I passed a squalid farm from Byer and Maiden, came the rank smell that brought me once again a dream of war that in the past was hidden. Up a disconsolate straggling village street, I saw the tired troops trudge, I heard their feet. The cheery QMS was there to meet and guide our company in. I watched them stumble into some crazy hovel, too beat to grumble. Saw them file inward, slipping from their backs, rifles, equipment, packs. On filthy straw they sit in the gloom, each face bowed to patched, sodden boots they must unlace, while the wind chills their sweat through chinks and cracks. I'm looking at their blistered feet, Young Jones stares up at me, mud-splashed and white and jaded. Out of his eyes the morning light has faded. Old soldiers with three winters on their bones puff their damp woodbines, whistle, stretch their toes. They can still grin at me, for each of them knows that I am as tired as they are. Can they guess the secret burden that is always mine? Pride in their courage, pity for their distress, and burning bitterness that I must take them to the accursed line. I cannot hear their voices, but I see dim candles in the barn. They gulp their tea, and soon they'll sleep like logs, ten miles away. The battle winks and thuds in blundering strife, and I must lead them nearer, day by day, to the foul beast of war that bludgeons life. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, 
and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>